Oh, I feel a little sweaty about this episode, you guys. Anything that involves family, family dynamics, it's a lot to take on. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what to do when grandparents want to give your kids all the treats. I heard from so many of you on Instagram who are like, dude, I don't know how to get this under control. Please help me. So we're going to talk about it today. Welcome back to Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist, mom of two, holding it down in the insanely hot Dallas, Texas summer heat as I record this. And I'm in my closet. This is where I record my podcast episodes for you. It's very cozy in here, I guess you could say. I help you guys make feeding your toddler easier. That's the simplest way to say it. And let's do it. All right, when it comes to the grandparents, not feeding your kids the way that you'd like, not feeding them the way that you have explicitly asked them to. The first thing I would say is, what percent of time does your child spend with them? Like, let's put it into perspective here. The nutritional implications, if it's less than, say, once a week, I wouldn't worry so much about the lack of nutrition as long as your toddler or your child is able to slide back into the normal routine at home and it doesn't cause any lasting issues like constipation for a few days after they visit or really not being able to get back into the routine. So putting aside the part where they don't listen to your requests and looking only at the nutritional piece, I would say if this is infrequent, it's okay. Nutrition is important, of course, but it won't totally ruin your child if they have a day or two of endless treats. Even if they're only one year old, it's not what I prefer for them, But there is no lasting harm that's going to come from them eating cookies and ice cream for a day. I really want to emphasize that because I'll tell you how I personally felt feeding Teddy, my oldest, my firstborn, when he was a baby. I felt like I had to do it perfectly. I knew all the rules about what he should and shouldn't eat, how to get him the best nutrition. And I felt like I was failing if something happened where he didn't get healthy foods. It was this fear and anxiety that was making me so worried about messing up. And in reality, it would have been okay. Do the right thing most of the time with feeding them and it's not necessary to sweat the little things. Again, like this puts aside any of the parts about whoever it is feeding your kid. Like, not listening to you. This is just strictly from the nutritional side right now where I'm saying to you little mess ups. I wouldn't even call it that, but just like kind of going off plan here and there is not going to make a difference in the long run. Let's now talk about your side here. Like you have legitimate reasons for why you feed your kids the way that you do. If you're here, my guess is that nutrition is something you value and you want your values to be honored and respected even when you're not the one doing the feeding. 
Maybe you've expressed your wishes about limiting treats and you've been ignored. So it now feels like this point of contention. You're frustrated that it's your kids and they still won't listen to you. They being the grandparents. Your kids are never going to listen to you. (laughs) That's just a given. But maybe you feel like ignored or even belittled. You can feel out of control when someone else is in charge of your kids and having a handle on what they're eating when they're not under your care might help you feel more in control. That makes sense. You might not understand what reason the grandparents could possibly have for wanting to load your kids up on treats because you're like, they get cranky, they get a stomach ache. They are hungry again later. There's so many things that you're like, why would you do this? But that's okay. Let's look at their side for a little bit. Not saying it's right or wrong. Just let's look at the possible reasons there and start by giving them the benefit of the doubt. Or I think my friend Dr. Becky calls this like the most generous interpretation. Let's just go off of that and like see what we come up with here. All right. One thing that I find happens a lot is that food equals love for a lot of people, especially those grandparents who love to host or they love to cook. And so that feels like an extension or expression of their love to give your kids these foods. They want to make your kids happy. And in our most generous interpretation, we love that they want our kids happy, right? Here's another thing that we might come up against. They might not know other ways to connect and bring joy. The same way that some people for themselves, like, use food as an emotional comfort, as, like, a celebration. This might just be what they know in terms of how to connect and bring that joy. They might have positive memories of treats with their own grandparents. So it might be something where they're like, oh, when I was a kid and my grandma or grandpa did this, I loved it. And they want your child to have that same experience. It's also very possible that they don't know as much as you do about nutrition. We live in a completely different time than they did when they were parents of young kids and the amount of information resources that are available now is just a hundred times what they had available to learn. So not saying that they shouldn't take a chance to learn at this point, but remember that they didn't have Instagram and Google and all of that. Okay, here's some of the sticky spots. Maybe they actually don't respect or value your values when it comes to feeding your kids. That's a very real possibility. It sucks. It's not what you want for them to not respect your wishes, but it could be the case. They might also feel like they should get some say because they are the grandparent and they feel that that bestows them some control. Maybe they don't respect your boundaries, not just with the food stuff, but in many ways. And that can be really hard to get them to see. Or maybe they think that 
they're doing your child a service because they think you're too strict with food and they don't get it and they think that kids should just eat whatever. I don't know. Okay, so there's a lot. I'm sure I didn't even cover all the things that can come up, but there's so many things that can get in the way of what feels like a simple request to say, hey, these are the things I'd like you to feed them. This is what I'd like you to limit. Let's just stick with that. Like there's so many things that can get in the way. Regardless of the reason, I think that getting to a resolution can look the same way. It's probably going to look somewhat like a compromise so that you both can meet somewhere in the middle. I know you want to have it your way, and it makes sense that you feel like, these are my kids, it should be the way that I want, but let's also be realistic here and know that that might not be what happens, especially when you first start working through it. If your kid or kids are with their grandparent extremely rarely, I would just think about whether it's worth it to you. It might be. There's nothing wrong with that. But you might say, you know what? This is a handful of days a year. It's not how I do things, but I can allow them this opportunity to do it their way. The grandparents can do it their way on these few occasions to let them love on my babies in the way that they know how. This is them doing their best. That's, of course, assuming that your kids are safe and all of that. But if that's the position that you find yourself in and you're like, you know what, is this really worth it? I think it's going to be okay. Then that's fine. Maybe you leave it there. If it's more frequent that they're with the grandparents or it's just something you really want to pursue a solution to, whenever you have an instance where a family member isn't feeding your child in a way that feels good to you, I like to approach it from a place of love and a place of you both being on the same team. The team that loves your kids and wants them to be happy and healthy. I'd have this conversation at a calm time, preferably without your kids there, so that you could speak freely and say something like, Mom, can I ask for your help with something? I've noticed there's a lot of treats in the house when we come to visit, and the kids do eat a lot of them. I was wondering if you'd be open to the idea of keeping dessert to one time a day so that they don't get too much sugar. I know you love treating them, and I'm not asking you to completely stop. I just would love your help to keep their sugar in check, and I think a really easy solution would be by doing dessert once a day. I know they might whine a little about that since it's different than what they're used to here, but I promise they're still going to have an amazing time being with you because what they love the most is just having your attention. And I'm happy to prepare them to expect that new rule of one dessert while they're here. And I'd kind of leave it there. I wouldn't be like, eh, the sugar's bad for them or like, uh, you never listen to me or whatever. Just like, can I have your help? This is what I noticed. And I'd like for us to try something different. How do you feel about that? They might be like, no, never. <laughs> like, this is a good place that I think to start. That if they say no, never, then you go talk to your therapist because uh, then I'm in over my head, all right? But if it's not your parents and it's on your partner's side of the family, then it probably will be easier for them to lead the charge with this conversation. But I know everyone's dynamics are different, so you might feel comfortable doing it. It really just depends. 
I also want to address the grandparents that it's not just reserved for dessert time or treat time, but they buy all kinds of things that you're not crazy about for breakfast, lunch, snacks, dinner. This can be more challenging because it probably would feel overwhelming to them to make big changes for all the meals. So one thing you could do here is send them a list of two or three items that your kids might eat at each meal so they have ideas. They might just not know what your kids like and assume that they like the traditional kid items like Pop-Tarts and fruit snacks and fruit punch and all of that stuff. Another idea would be to pack some food with you if it's a closer trip or stop at the grocery store when you get there if they live further away to help make it easier for them. Say, hey, don't worry about it. I'll pick up some things for the kids that I know that they like and will be easy for you to prepare. Or if you're staying at their house, be like, I'll take care of the meals if you feel like volunteering yourself to make things as well. One last idea is to tell them ahead of time something like, hey, my kids are obsessed with fruit right now. They're absolutely loving it. It would be such a treat for them if you could have some different fruits available for dessert. Maybe you could sell it like that. If you feel like you need to give them a reason of like, hey, Lucy struggles with constipation when she doesn't get enough fruit, would you mind serving to her with her meals? She likes X, Y, and Z. So that you can at least get them, like, I feel like fruit is such a winner because so many kids like it. And it is a really good way to get in their fiber and their vitamins and minerals. So even if they're having that alongside the stuff that you're not crazy about them eating all the time, we know that they're still getting really good nutrition with the fruit. The more that you can plan ahead and talk to them earlier, the easier it's going to be for both of you. That way they have some time to readjust and adapt to your requests, process it, and you're not springing it on them after they've already bought other foods. I also want to answer this question that I got in my Instagram DMs about when you're at the grandparents and cousins are also there and they're eating foods that are not the foods that you typically serve to your kids, so it's harder to keep your kids on their normal routine. Like, how do you ask the grandparents to feed your kids one thing when their cousins are eating something else? And I just want to say this is a difficult situation. I'd go back to first, like, how often is this happening? If it's very infrequent, it may just be something to mentally prepare yourself for and know that it's a hard thing for the grandparents to manage. Maybe there is a compromise there, like asking them to put out fruit with meals or limiting drinks to milk and water versus whatever else. It's okay if your kids come home liking something new that you'd prefer they don't eat regularly. They are going to get exposed to this stuff at some point. That's not really the issue. They can still like and enjoy the healthy options you feed them regularly and enjoy pizza rolls and cinnamon rolls and donut holes and whatever it is. They can enjoy those sometimes too. You can get back to your regular routine at home. If you want something to give the grandparents to help them with healthy food ideas that are toddler and kid-friendly, give them some of my e-guides. You can print them out if they prefer that. But for all my guides, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, there's pictures of exact products so they'd know exactly what to get in the store and it would be really easy for them. So go to mamanosnutrition.com forward slash shop to look for those 
and I hope something from today's episode is helpful. Thanks for listening today. If you do decide to address the situation with your parents or your in-laws, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know how it goes. And I'll be right back here next week for another episode of Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. Talk to you then. Hey, real quick, let's just take a pause from this podcast. And I've got a question to ask you. When you think about bedtime approaching, what thoughts run through your mind? Are you automatically getting a little flutter in your chest because you are anxious about how and when your child will actually fall asleep? Are you rocking, bouncing, shushing, laying, patting, singing all the things just with the hope that they will sleep for a few consecutive hours tonight? What if I told you it could be so much better? Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant over on the Little Z Sleep Podcast. And I'm just touching base here with you because I need you to know just because you're a tired parent doesn't mean you have to keep being that way. In fact, we believe at Little Z's that sleep is a thing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and well-rested, and your child is so capable of sleeping through the night. If you are a parent of a child between zero to five years old, and you are ready to make sleep an actual thing in your home, I invite you to come check out the Little Z's Sleep Podcast on any podcast player or connect with us over on Instagram at Little Z Sleep, and we are excited to help you get the sleep you all need as soon as possible.